Okay, this is the Fabrengen in which the Rebbe accepted the leadership of Chassidim. Uh, famously, at this Fabrengen, there was a Chassid, his name was Sender Nemetsov, older Chassid. And throughout the year, after the previous Rebbe's passing, Chassidim did so many things to try to uh, persuade the Rebbe to um, accept the leadership of Lubavitch and of Yiddish of Yidin. And uh, finally, when the Rebbe said the Mimer, so they knew this was real. They knew that the Rebbe, I mean, there was different things that the Rebbe did throughout the year. There was one chassid, his name was Rabbi Mentlik, uh, who, no, I'm sorry, not Rabbi Mentlik, Rabbi, oh, I'm just in a minute, um, Rabbi Eunuch, Rabbi Eunuch, uh, I think he was the first one that the Rebbe gave, Rebbe accepted a pan from him. He, uh, giving a pan to the previous Rebbe and asking the Rebbe to bring a pan to the previous Rebbe, to his resting place, was something the Rebbe did. But giving a pan to the Rebbe, as when you went into an art to Yechidus, a private audience with the Rebbe, that was something uh, that, was, that the Rebbe did, wouldn't do before. Uh, Rabbi Grari also sent the Rebbe a pan. He went to the Rebbe and he told him, you're sitting with short sleeves, you're going to give him a pan. He said, you're making fun of me? Uh. He said, look, I, he said, no, he said, but you're kidding, but I'm not going to give him a pan. That's what the Rebbe said. He said, look, I'm going to give him a pan. He said, and they put on his jacket and put on his gartel and put on his hat. Um, and, close, and also close the blinds. There's something, uh, by the way, unique about Yechidus that, that, uh, that was just printed in Rabbi Groner's book. Um, Rabbi Groner said that before the Rebbe would speak to people in Yechidus, the Rebbe would look out the window and he would murmur to himself and they would give different coins at Staka every single time. Every single time before they began Yechidus, uh, that for he, he, it was apparently different amounts of time, different different numbers of coins, different 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 uh, pushkas, different charities, but that was before Yechidus. It was always some so this whole thing of accepting to be a rebbe, not accepting to be a rebbe, accepting Yechidus, not accepting Yechidus is something you know otherworldly. But when the rebbe finally said the mimer, they knew this was real, hundred percent. Not just the rebbe is accepting a pan from individuals or whatever, and Nemetsov he got up at a table on, and, he, and he said, Chassidim, we have a Rebbe. And he made a bracha, Shech Yonu. Shech Yonu, thank Hashem that we, that we have a Rebbe. Okay, so the more famous part of the Fabrengen is the Mimer. But I want to learn the um, not as famous part of the Mimer, which is a part of the Fabrengen, which is the Sichas, the talks that we gave at that, that Fabrengen. Uh, let's go. Yudua. You know, maybe I'll, what should I do? Okay, I think I'm going to do this outside, but you ought to follow along. It's known that there are differences between the first year of the anniversary, the passing of Tzaddik, to the time afterwards. And among the differences between the first year and the years afterwards is as following, is as follows. That for the first 12 months, it says, the Shama ascends and descends, but after 12 months, the neshama ascends. It doesn't come, come back again. That means the neshama is not in this world as it was before. 
And although this is a difference that affects all Jews, both simple Jews and the great tzaddikim, and even the leaders of the Jewish people, but because of the great virtue of a tzaddik, there is a rule that when a tzaddik makes, makes a decree, God fulfills it. Not only does, does God fulfill a decree when a tzaddik makes a decree, but more, when God makes a decree, the tzaddik annuls a decree. And there's even a power in a tzaddik to change my sebracious, to change something that God made in the very fabric of creation from day one of creation. A tzaddik also could change that according to the will of a tzaddik. So this rule, that after 12 months, the neshama ascends and can't come back again, that applies to someone who is not a master of the world, someone who is not, a, someone who is not in charge of the world. But tzaddikim, to whom it says in the Gemara that God gives the tzaddikim the keys of life, the keys of rain, and the keys of tchis mesim. And although it says in general in the Gemara that Hashem does not give these keys at once, to one, Hashem gives only one key at a time, not two keys at a time, because if there are three keys and Hashem gives away two of them, the Gemara says that how could it be that the servant has two keys and the master has only one? Nevertheless, we've seen that there are, have been tzaddikim that Hashem has given all three keys, the key of rain and parnasah, the key of tchiyas hamesim, the key of resurrection of the dead, and the key of birth, the key of life, Hashem has given the tzaddikim these keys all at once. Another for bringing in there, we explain the reason for this. The reason is, it says because if you're talking about a tzaddik who is, um, serves Hashem with great devotion, but is somewhat of a Yesh Misha'oyev, and Tanya says that, the, that, that you're not able to, um, even if you love Hashem with great pleasure, you're still a something, you still exist, you're not absolutely, absolutely abnegated before the will of Hashem. But if we're talking about someone who's just transparent to the will of Hashem, and, and he's not as an entity, so it's, it's not considered Hashem giving away the key. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not like a, 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 a transfer of ownership. That's how they've explained it in other places. It's not really relevant to right now, but the point is that there are tzaddikim, that Hashem has given all the tzaddikim, all the keys at once. And so these kind of tzaddikim, they are considered balabatim. They are, they are considered uh, having ownership. Elsewhere, the Medrash says that, um, that it says in the Pasuk, Shlomo sat on the on the throne of Hashem. And the Medrash comments, what does it mean Shlomo sat, sat, sat on the throne of Hashem? That Hashem, so to speak, is the king of the higher worlds, and Shlomo is the king of the lower worlds. That's what it says in the Medrash. So anyway, so, so since it says about tzaddikim, that they, and Hashem listens to them, and Hashem nullifies his degrees for them, so certainly they could choose where they want to be. Um, they could decide to go um, to, to a place that they, that they feel is a better place. So regarding my father-in-law, the Rebbe, certainly his desire is to be here, to be together with us. Because by my father-in-law, he had all, the Rebbe, he had all the three kinds of love. There are three loves, love of God, love of Torah, love of the Jewish people. And all of these loves are connected to each other. Not only connected to each other, they are one. As the Alter Rebbe famously said, that loving your fellow Jew like yourself is a vessel for loving Hashem. He said it's a vessel, which means that it, when you love a fellow Jew, that makes you able to love Hashem. But also, he says, Pirushu Bir, that's an explanation for loving Hashem. 
uh, elsewhere Chassidus says, if you love Hashem a lot, so then just like when you love a person, you love their friends too, because they're, they're people that your friend likes. So if you love Hashem a lot, you don't just love Him, you also love Jews. So loving your fellow Jew is not just a vessel for loving God, it's also an explanation for loving God. If you really love Hashem, so then there's a love for Jews as well. So, without even making calculations, uh, the Rebbe gave away all of his material life, and even his spiritual life, because of his love for Jews. So it's understood that if this is the way he acted while he was alive, that he gave away all of his gashmias, and he gave away all of his ruchnias, for the sake of the Jewish people, so the Gemara says that when you find a person who uh, most of his life he lived in a righteous way, he le- lived in a way that um, uh, he, he lived most of his life. Oh, a person lived most of his life in a righteous way. So the Gemara says that you could assume that he's going to con- continue living that his life in that way as well. So that's true while the person is alive. So. Similarly, they were saying if we saw the previous rabbi, that's where he lived his life throughout his life. So the same is also true after his passing. And if this is true for by a regular person, that if he lives most of his life in a certain way, we could assume that the rest of his life will also be that that level of sanctity. And uh, so, if the previous rabbi gave his, gave him mysterious nefesh, he gave away his godly soul, gave away his animal soul for the sake of Hashem, for the sake of the Jewish of his love for the Jewish people. So. Um, The, it's certain that the previous Rebbe will, um, ra- would rather be here with us, and although by being down here with us, he's missing something of the, of the light of the Shekhinah, he's not able to appreciate the light of Hashem, as it says in the Gemara, that, and you pass away, you get benefit from Ziv Teros, and Tanya, that a light of your Torah, a light of your work uh, in this world, shines for your neshama when you go to Ganeidin, that's why it says the reward for mitzvah, the mitzvah itself, because when you go to Ganeidin, you see the light of your own mitzvahs. So the previous Rebbe, if he decides to be with us, he's missing something of that light. Yet, the Friedrich Rebbe gives that away because he wants to be with us. And since this is the will of the Rebbe, for sure, he is together with us. As it says in Tesis, when the neshama wants to, the neshama is able to descend. So what this means for us practically is as follows. Although we are after the first Hilula, Nebbe says, I, I refrain from saying the words the first yard site. This is something that, I don't know why, but no one knows this. Nebbe says you shouldn't use the words the first yard site. Why don't we shouldn't use the words the first yard site? Because we need to hope that by next year, the, pro, the, the prophecy will be fulfilled. It says in the Torah that those who are reposing in dust will get up and sing, and the previous Rebbe among them. So automatically there won't be any more yard sites. And therefore, the Rebbe says the appropriate title for the day of the 10th of Shvat in 1951, the year after the previous Rebbe's passing, not the first yard site, is the first Hilula. Hilula means an elevation, the first Aliyah. Even after Mashiach comes, in other words, there'll still be Aliyahs, still be elevations. If they're going to chaser shalom, so, so, so it, we're, pa- we're after the, we're, we've, a certain benchmark, a certain time period has passed. And if so, because there could be a certain, because this time has passed, chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom, the Rebbe says it's possible that there could be a weakening in our connection to him. 
and we have to know the Rebbe says that Adravi Adrav, the exact opposite has to be. The connection with the previous Rebbe has to be strengthened. And just like the Rebbe ascends to a higher place, so too we need to gather our strength in order to we, we should be able to accompany him. If the Rebbe goes to a higher place, we have to strengthen ourselves to go with him. And this is also the answer to those who ask the following question. They asked the Rebbe in many letters, people asked the Rebbe, but what, which capital should we say? When the Rebbe was in this world, the previous Rebbe was in this world, they said his capital. And uh, should they still say his capital? After Yud Shvat, after the anniversary of his passing, should they still say his capital? So the Rebbe says, based upon what we just said till now, that the Rebbe, when the Rebbe chooses to be here, he's here. So, um, so the answer to the question of whether or not he should continue saying his capital, the answer is, they should continue saying it after Yud Shvat, and how long should you say it for? You should say it until Yud Beis Tammuz. Yud Beis Tammuz is a birthday of the previous Rebbe. So until Yud Beis Tammuz, you should, you should say it. What's the basis of continuing saying it? Oh, so look in note the 16. People that still say it till today. Which, what? The Rebbe's Rebbe. You're saying because, because they say the Rebbe's capital. You're asking. The Rebbe's capital, some people still say the... So, so there's another question that the Rebbe asks in note 16, which is, is there time after someone's passing? And the Rebbe quotes in the Hayom Yom, it says that, uh, sorry, the Rebbe quotes a, a, the writing of the previous Rebbe who says that today, on the 20th of Cheshvan, the day of the birth of my father, uh, at, nine, at 9 o'clock in the morning, sorry, he was born at 9 o'clock in the morning. Today, this was many years later, after the passing of the Rebbe Rashab. So the Friedrich Rebbe said, I saw my father wearing Shabbos clothing. And with a with a shining face, and he said, "At this time, this year, in Tavshin Hay in 1945, the Rebbe Rashab said that now I am 84 years old." Uh, this was yeah. So if he would be in this world, he would have, he would have turned 84. So so the previous Rebbe said that that's what his father told him from Ganeden. So you see that there's still... The year that keeps on ticking, even after, even after the passing. Um, people feel a strong connection to the previous Rebbe. Yeah, they stay, say the capital of the Friedrich Rebbe. You do say it too? Okay, great. Oh, I got used to it. In the yeshiva, that's what we used to do. Wow. As a kid. Okay. So which capital... We've been doing about, what is it, eight years, I guess you'll say, two parts. Thank you. Okay. So... So, so say the previous Rebbe's capital until um, until Yud Beis Tammuz. Um, okay. There is a there's, there's there are many truths, but then there's the truth that a tzaddik like is is one of his main. Um, Parts of who he is, so it's true that that if a tzaddik wants to be with his chassidim, he's still with them. But that's not just a truth. This is what the essence of the, of the previous Rebbe is. Rebbe says he wants to be with his chassidim, and therefore it's of course appropriate to talk about saying his capital and in the based upon how many years he is in this world, because that's where he wants to be. He wants to be in this world. Okay, um, there is a question. Again, about whether t- there is time in the higher worlds. 
And is, there, is it possible to, for there to be aging in the higher worlds? So some say that there's an argument between the Ramam and the Ravid about whether or not there is time after passing. But there are two proofs that there is time after passing. The time still affects the Neshama as it ascends into Ganeb. Proof number one is that a yard site is made every year. What's a yard site? A yard site is the day the Neshama ascends. So it's, that indicates that the Neshama is affected by time. Therefore, on the day of his passing, you make an event. You, 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 there's something special on the day of the yard site. Number two, as um, th- th- this, this, uh, this quote that I said before about how the previous Shabbat said, how you saw clearly his father on, on, the, on his birthday and how his father said that he turned 84 years old. And and his father then said, a mimer on chapter 84 in Tehillim. So it's understood also regarding the previous Rebbe that when he, that many, in many things, the previous Rebbe said things about his, um, his father or about other tzaddikim, and he meant also that we should know this is true for himself. That's what the Rebbe says. The many things the previous have said about other, other people, but he's also alluding that the same is for himself as well. So when he wrote about his father's birthday, years after his passing, he also is giving a ruling for himself as well, that even now, after his passing, there's still a concept of, birth, of a birthday, there's still a concept of, of being, being elevated to a higher and higher place. And whenever you ascend to a new place, so whatever you, was done before is, serves as a preparation to reach that place. So, so regarding... Okay. What time is it now? Okay, well, I'm going to share one more point. Um, regarding the mission of the Rebbe, the Shlichus of the Rebbe, there are different categories. There are some people that the Rebbe explicitly told them that their mission was connected to doing something physical, meaning that they should be involved in business, something similar. But for those people, his inner intent was that, that, should be a, that it shouldn't be just about the physical. His inner intent was that this should bring more to Terimitsus. And there are some people who explicitly and clearly the previous Rebbe's mission for them was that they should openly be involved in, in education and strengthening, strengthening Torah and Judaism and teaching children Aleph base. So just like those people, the previous Rebbe instructed, they should be involved in, in business. It's understood that this is just an external thing. He didn't just mean the business, but there was an inner intent. And the inner intent, again, is Terimitzis. Just like in general, when you're involved in business, the goal is that you should be able to, you should be able to give tzedakah 10% or 20% or more. As it says in the Gersa Kodesh, the Altarba writes that nowadays the main way of serving Hashem is with tzedakah. And therefore to give even more than 20%. And the amount of gifted tzedakah, as it says in Tanya, elevates all the other parts of all the other funds that you have. So... So, so just like there was a deeper meaning to the previous Rebbe's mission that he entrusted with those that he told to, get, to go into business, so too when regarding those people, the previous Rebbe instructed that they should be involved in something spiritual, they have to know that this instruction to be involved in something spiritual was also external. 
there's also a deeper intent. He told him to get involved in education or whatever it was. He had something deeper in mind. Like the Zohar says, the Zohar says what is internal compared to, a, to, something, to, to one thing is external compared to something higher. So business compared to Tzedaka is external. But also regarding those who were entrusted with the mission of spreading Judaism, there's also a deeper intent. The Zohar says the world's like, an, like the peels of an onion, the, the, like an onion that there's one peel and deeper peel and deeper peel. So even to those people who the previous Rebbe instructed that they should be involved in something spiritual, they have to meditate. Is this the entire goal or is it only external? And just like the instruction about business, there's clearly a deeper intent. So to regarding termitzis, is there something deeper that they have to have in mind, that they have to go focus on, beyond the simple mission they were entrusted with. Th- those people who the previous have been entrusted with a spiritual mission to spread Judaism, even the external part is also holy. But there's, there's still a deeper meaning to that, to that mission. So regard, what is the deeper meaning? What's the deeper meaning of the intent of the previous Shabbat when he told people to get involved in spreading Judaism? The intent is like this. All those that the, that the previous Shabbat sent to go to out of New York, to go uh, to other areas where there's no um, Judaism being practiced. And the Rebbe says, I don't mean necessarily uh, people who live far away. But the moment you leave the Rebbe's room, the place that the Rebbe has, Yechidus, the place that the Rebbe davened, the place that the Rebbe learned, any place compared to that room is considered Ari Hasada. Ari Hasada in the colloquial sense means people who live in the boondocks, far away. The Rebbe says, but the truth is, when I say Ari Hasada, when I say outside in the field, I'm referring to any place outside, the, outside of the lintel of the previous Rebbe's door. Because the moment you go out of that door, you're ready in the field. Because you're missing... To Ferris Om Sheva's voice, it says the beauty of a home is where a, a, a person lives in a home, and that's the beauty from, of a man that he's able to have a home. So the previous Rebbe's room, where he, where he davened and we had Yechidus, that's, that's home. Outside of that room is, is uh, Ishlichas, is a, you're, you're on a mission. So you have to know, the Rebbe says, that, that your mission has a, a deeper meaning, and the meaning is that you have to spread the teaching of Chassidus. As the author has said, they doesn't want Chassidus to be something which is associated with a certain group of people, a certain like sect of people. Rather, Chassidus is for all the Jewish people. And that's the meaning of spreading the Chassidus to the outside to prepare for the coming of Mashiach. It's not supposed to be just for a certain group of people. It's supposed to be for, for everyone. So those who are sent to spread Judaism, they have to know that there's something deeper. They also have to spread Chassidus, not just to spread Judaism in general. Okay, we'll stop here. Chazak Baruch, great day Yonatan, great day Atka Bresman, great day David, let's